Oh, you know, for me, the action is the juice. God damn breakings. Nobody misses the extra point. It's only had to do one little kick and now I'm ruined. No bitch to me. Bet with your head. No over it. What's happening, guys? Welcome to The Juice, the serious gambling podcast for the not-so-serious gambler. I am your host. My name is Memphis. You can follow me on Twitter at DWZMemphis. And going into week 14, hard to believe we are already 13 weeks into the season. More importantly, hard to believe we're already a week into the month of December I have no idea where this year has gone, and I've always been that guy to poo-poo and say, ah, you're, no, you're not really that busy. Man, it just feels like in December, it's like every day, every hour, every, just there's always something, and I, I try to keep myself pretty busy anyway between doing multiple podcasts and, you know, coaching youth sports and, you know, other stuff I, I, I'm into. I just started jujitsu. I mean, it's just... A lot going on, and then I uh, had an off-site meeting today for work. So uh, crazy to think that the year's almost over. We've been doing the juice for about four months, and we're going to go all the way up through the Super Bowl. Once we get into the playoff time, I'll start scheduling some guests. Theo has uh, some friends in the gambling industry, as do I. I'm going to try to get some people in here and uh, give you a, a true pros perspective of gambling. Maybe I'll get them to go over my results for the year, but we'll just jump right into this thing. Don't know that it'll be the longest podcast that I've done this year, but we're going to stick true to what we do. And if you're watching this, I see a few people watching either on Twitter X or YouTube. Thank you very much. Please subscribe. And for those of you listening on Saturday to the podcast, also subscribe. goes a long way toward just driving all of our metrics. I mean, if you're a sports better, if you're a fantasy football player, um, really you should be using data in a lot of areas of, of your life, but it just helps the data. It just helps the algorithm when you subscribe, when you download, and we super appreciate it. And then we would also appreciate ratings and reviews. And I will jump right into this. I am going to go ahead and get the uh, the, the promotions out of the way. Um, I want to mention my buddy Theo, Theo Griminger. He hosts several podcasts here on the Player Profiler Network, whether it's the, I don't know, Dynasty Life, which is the one I'll talk about in just a second, First Class Fantasy. He co-hosts the Sonic Truth. And I mean, if you've been on Player Profiler for any length of time, you're familiar, familiar with Theo, his work. He's a high-stakes fantasy and Dynasty player. He started this new series called Dynasty Life. I'm going to be a guest in a couple of weeks. So make sure you check that out. And then also make sure you check out our sponsor, Bet Openly. Hey, so many ask me, what's wrong with sports books? Why so many of them fail? The answer is simple. They don't innovate. They're just casino sports books on a phone. That's all they've been. There are a few that are doing a good job. We partner with them. Most of them, not so much. Until Bet Openly came along. Bet Openly said, hey, we're going to innovate. We're going to do something groundbreaking. We're going to have peer to peer betting in all states, and you pay 1%. When you win, you pay just 1% 
on your winnings. You heard that right. It's 1%. With code Underworld, you qualify for just that 1% transaction fee on bet openly. It gives you ultimate flexibility to set your own lines and browse lines that others have set. Think about it. That's what betting should be. And now that is the reality. BetOpenly.com. The code is Underworld. Check it out. There you go. If you're looking for an alternative to your traditional betting apps, whether that be BetMGM Grand, which is affiliated with Player Profiler, or any of the other public sports books that you may or may not be familiar with, BetOpenly is going to give you a, a different way to get action if it's legal and uh, permitted in your state. So we'll jump right into this thing. Let's do what we always do. Let's start with a little Survivor talk. Survivor being the who lasts longest pool. Uh, I always reference the largest one in the world. That's Circa, Circa Survivor. Uh, when we last reported, we covered this last week, they were down to 80 entries last week. And after last week's game, they're down to 30. It is crazy. They cut the field by over 60%. 30 people left. The two teams last week that really did people in were the Steelers at home hosting the Cardinals. The Cardinals won that game outright. And then the Jags. The Jags losing at home in overtime to Cincinnati. That cost 48 of the 80. And then the other two losers were the Saints and the Jets. And some people, I guess, you know, were forced to, to use some of those teams. I don't know. You get this late in the season, it gets very crazy. But Circus Survivor is crazy. Um, if you listen to the Dynasty Warzone, the show that I do uh, every week, it's on Thursdays right now on the Player Profiler audio and, and podcast uh, channel, as well as the Player Profiler YouTube channel. And we have a correspondent, a friend, um, a medical doctor. He's a doctor of physical therapy. And he and I are talking about splitting one of these Survivor uh, with Circa for 2024. You know, he throws up 500. I throw up 500. We'd have to hire a proxy service out in Las Vegas to get in. But 13 weeks in, through 13 weeks, we went from 9,267 entrants for a prize pool of $9,267,000 down to 30. And every one of those 30 entries rep, uh, represents $309,000 of implied value. So I, I, I've already seen today on Twitter X that you can get a line of credit right now against your survivor winnings at the Circa. It's absolutely crazy. There's a secondary market for this. Um, I would love to win. Of course, who wouldn't want to win $9 million winner take all? I think it'd be a lot of fun, but I would just like to get to this point sell this thing on the secondary market and, you know, turn what would be a thousand bucks into six figures. That's the dream. That's the goal. Um, I, I don't play the lottery that much. I mean, not that the odds really change a whole bunch. It's always like super astronomical, whether the prize pools 900 million or not are 9 million. It's still not very easy to win, but I'm not trying to hit the lottery. I'm trying to make a good lick. And and that's what I would be doing. Uh, just I've always been fascinated by Survivor, so that's why I always make it a a little segment on the show. Obviously, um, last week we talked about the Steelers. We talked about the Jags. Uh, looking at some of the other teams that the Survivor 
players took last week, and and they had the uh, Buccaneers. Fifteen of the eighty had the Buccaneers. There were eight on the Chargers, five on the Rams, uh, one Cowboys, one Texans. So that that was the mix last week. Um, some of the some of the games this week, um, I, I man, it, it's it's absolutely an, an, an ugly week because um, you have so many backup quarterbacks. Uh, I I mean, I think I could see people thinking they want to use Indy against Cincinnati, but do you really? Now that we've seen Jake Browning go to Jacksonville and, and beat a playoff team, I don't know. Uh, I could see people wanting to use New Orleans, but Derek Carr's starting. It came out literally right before I started recording this podcast. Derek Carr's cleared the concussion protocol. He's had like three concussions in like the last 12 months, and yet he's still suiting up. We we talk so much about Tua and his concussion issues, but Derek Carr, so maybe maybe New Orleans. Do, do you trust Houston again if you have Houston against the, the Jets? I just feel like that's a trap game, not going to be a bunch of good weather. Baltimore, but the Rams have been playing good. And then the, the, the Chargers and the Broncos. I mean, if you still have Miami, Miami's hosting Tennessee. And if you still have Green Bay, maybe Green Bay going to – New York, uh, Green Bay is right there in the playoff mix. I think if I had to pick one and they were available, I think I would be going Green Bay, and I, I think my backup would be New Orleans. As as gross as that feels to say, but you know, Carolina is just in a in a free fall. Owners acting a fool out there, and uh, so that Survivor. We'll just go ahead and jump out of Survivor right there um I'm, I'm fascinated by this i think it has to do with the prize pool and uh just that i don't know just just that fun aspect of it and that takes me to the contest that i'm still in um i'm right in the middle of the pack out of 1500 entrants and that's the the, the pick them against the spread contest where you pick five every week against the spread didn't have a terrible week last week i went two and three i had a couple of games not go in my favor my record on the season is 28-33-4. Like I said, I, I, I didn't think because of the off-site meeting today and being a little crunch for time to see where I'm officially at. I'll share that next week. Um, but I'll, I will go over the games that I had last week and just kind of some of my honest reactions to them. Uh, Broncos, plus three at Houston. I mean, I was a. I mean, I had a shot. I, I can just say this: that that bet was live. They had four shots at the end zone with the game on the line. Ultimately, on a fourth down play, Russ threw a pick, but that was a live bet. The one that wasn't live, and uh, I'm recording this on Friday night. And as I record this, the Steelers have lost to two two win teams in a row. They lost to the two win Cardinals and then the two win Patriots. And I thought, man, the Steelers at home. Laying less than a touchdown against the team they should beat. They're Steelers. I just can't figure them out. Um, part of it last night was Mitch, and then part of it was they they lost against uh, the Cardinals when they lost Kenny Pickett, but they were losing that game before Kenny Pickett got hurt. So uh, that was just a big whiff. The Colts minus one on the road at Tennessee. That game was pretty fun to watch. It was, it was a sweat. Uh, I'll be honest. I forgot the overtime rules watching the game over time and the Titans go down and kick the field goal. And I was like, damn it. But the game didn't go off. And, and then about 15 seconds later, I realized the Colts had a chance to go down and tie it or match it. 
Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. walk-off touchdown from Gardner Minshew. So that was uh, a, one of my two wins. And then another one that was just way off, the Commanders, the Commandos, they just did not show up. Uh, 10-point dog is, is a huge dog in the NFL. It's not so uncommon in college, especially early in the season, but 10 points at home. Home field supposed to be worth two to three. I, I don't know. Um, Sam Howell throwing pick sixes like it's his job. And that one was a tough one. And then final game, it was my favorite game of the week. I, I I did a star rating on these last week. This was my five star. This was my favorite play of the week. And and I think it was a pretty public play, to be honest, was the 49ers laying three. Got off to a, a weird start. They had like negative six yards in the first quarter. And then Brock Purdy and Debo got loose from that point forward. And, and that one was mostly not a sweat at all. Uh, very interested to see what we're going to get this week with the Eagles and the Cowboys. But going into this week, I'm I was two and three last week, 28, 33, and four on the season. We'll see, uh, we'll see how I do this week with these five picks. Um, now this was a line move. The first one that I have was, was a line move. Earlier in the week, when the lines first came out, the Colts were laying two and a half at Cincinnati. They're now getting two. And I get that Jake Browning looked better on Monday night than we thought he did the week before, but five points better? Four points better? I don't think so. I've been riding the Colts, which is odd normally as a guy who lives in Indianapolis and who who roots for the Colts. I, I, I try to avoid my favorite team, but I'm just going to chase the value here. I'm going to take the Colts plus two in Cincinnati. There were some concerns about the weather in Ohio. They could run into some rain and some low double-digit wind gusts, but I, I think with Zach Moss and the offense, I think that the, the, the Colts are, are better prepared to, to win this game. Uh, this next one, uh, I'm just going to steer into the what I assume is the hurt quarterback theory and going to back Joe Flacco coming off of what was a pretty good game. And, you know, I mentioned that weather in Ohio. The weather in Ohio and kind of – from like Ohio to the East Coast is supposed to be a mix of rain and wind and just not great football weather. So I'm going to take the Browns. The Browns defense, if you look at their defensive stats at home versus on the road, they're night and day. Another week removed from the injury for Miles Garrett. Uh, the, the, the Jaguars are missing both their tackles. They're missing Cam Robinson, and now they're missing Walker Little. I don't think we see Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. First of all, I know Trevor Lawrence is a bit of a pretty boy. He's got the the the, the beautiful hair. And, you know, that dude's a dog. Never missed a start in the NFL. And I could see him being just crazy enough to play in this game. I, I love guys like that. I know if it's a Clemson thing. Earlier in the season, we had Deshaun Watson playing with a torn up shoulder and a high ankle sprain in, in his own right. So, uh, I don't know, but I'm going to take the Browns defense. This is strictly a bet on the Browns defense, laying a field goal. I'd love to have it at two and a half. This could be like a push game, but I'm going to take the Browns at home, laying the three against what I think should be, probably will be a backup quarterback. Uh, I'm going to take the Vikings on the road, minus three at the, the Raiders. The further we get, into the season with Aiden O'Connell and Josh Dobbs, I think the the film tells the tale. And I don't think either one of these guys are very good quarterbacks. I know 
for those of you that do fantasy and prop betting, I know Josh Dobbs has been very successful for you this year, but I just don't think he's a very good quarterback. He's on his seventh team, multiple stays with some teams for a reason. He's a backup. He's a journeyman. He's fine. He can get you through a game or two, but long-term, he, he he's not a starting caliber NFL quarterback. But I think he's better than Aiden O'Connell. And just This kid just does not have it. Um, both teams coming off of the bye, so there's no rest advantage there. I don't think the Raiders have a very good home field. I think it's been proven that the Raiders not only have the worst home field, but they have the best resale ticket prices in the NFL. And doesn't that make sense? Who who doesn't want to fly into Las Vegas? If you're in Minnesota right now and you can get out of the crappy cold weather that, that is Minnesota right now and fly to Vegas and spend a couple of days, a little bit warmer atmosphere. And I just went to Vegas in October. I can tell you, wouldn't be a bad trip. I, I, I moved that on my things to look at in 2024 list is can me and some buddies fly out on like a Friday evening, get into Vegas, you know, go out, you know, have some, not like relive the movie, the hangover, but go out, have a couple of drinks, grab dinner, spend all day Saturday, having fun in Vegas. Maybe you go early in the season, you enjoy that weather. And then you go catch a football game. Even if it's not my team, like if the Colts weren't playing in, in, Las Vegas, I would still be willing to go. And and if you just like football and you like betting, and I'm, I'm assuming you do because you're listening to a football betting show, uh, I definitely recommend checking out Vegas during the NFL season. It was uh, it was very cool. Uh, next game, I'm going to take – now, this one goes against a trend that I've bet twice this year, uh, one and one on this trend. Patrick Mahomes laying less than a field goal. But I'm going to take the Bills off of the bye, getting a point and a half. I just think the Bills win this game outright. I would actually take this if I were betting it and not using it in a contest. I would go Bills money line. I think, you know, take a little bit of uh, positive juice on my side, probably plus 110 if I had to guess. But I just like the Bills. Uh, they're, they're backed into a corner. Uh, the last time we saw Josh Allen, you know, guy has, uh, plays incredibly well. And came out today, Isaiah Pacheco, the starting running back for the Chiefs, is not going to be playing this game. He's hurt. Uh, Jarek McKinnon looks like he'll be back, but he's not 100%. It's going to be Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I just think Buffalo comes in, and they'll look really, really good. So I'm going to take the Bills plus the one and a half. And then my favorite bet of the week, I, I know they didn't win for me last week, plus three, but I'm going right back to the Broncos, plus three on the road at the LA Chargers. Who are the Chargers to be laying points? I mean, I guess they covered last week. They pitched a shutout against New England, but Broncos offense has been pretty good. Been pretty solid the last couple of games. And they had been up until last week where they lost that game against Houston. They had been winning the turnover battle. So for me, th this one's an another one. I'm it's a chance to fade the the San Diego, I guess LA Chargers and you know back a team that's been pretty hot. I'm gonna back Denver to uh, get back to winning after winning. I think it was five in a row before they lost. So I will recap my card going into the week. I'm gonna take the Colts plus two, the Browns out against the Jags laying three. I'm gonna take the Vikings on the road laying three. I'm gonna take the Bills on the road getting a point and a half, and I'm gonna take the Broncos on the road 
getting plus three. I am the road warrior. So those are my picks for my pick'em contest. And I'm going to get into my player props here in just a second after a word from Underdog. It has been two years since Josh Larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from pick'em games, specifically underdog pick'ems. And how do you do it? Well, you look at a slate and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout. You also look for a shit show game. Three, four, five, six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you can 100x your payout on underdog. Think about week one. Jets-Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than, Garrett Wilson less than, Aaron Rodgers less than, Josh Allen less than, Gabriel Davis less than, boom, 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 you can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Oh, sneaky shootout there in Philadelphia. Minnesota's going to be in comeback mode, so we'll go Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than, Madison, less than, but also Swift, more than. Boom, 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 boom. That's how you do it with the underdog pickums, and you use promo code UNDERWORLD to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in 100 underdog matches that deposit up to 100 bucks with promo code UNDERWORLD. Go start picking. Yes, indeed. Go start picking. And uh, I'm going to take the Podfather's advice and I am going to start picking myself. So I, I have my props. I did not have time today to recap my props. You can go back and validate my my props for last week. But um, I was two and three on my official bets and I was two and three on my leans. Not my best week. Um, on the On the year in player props, I'm 29. Uh, I just had that pulled up. Uh, I'm 29 and 25, I believe. I don't know. I'm again. I'm not as prepared as I as I normally am with the show doc. But uh, let's just roll into this. Two and three. Two and three last week. Uh, winners on the season. I do know that I'm four games above 500. So I'm going to add to my screen here on YouTube. You should be watching on YouTube. You could actually see my tickets. Um, I do bet my official five, and then I also share five leans just to give you something if you wanted to do a mechanical parlay. And for those of you that may be new, a mechanical parlay is where you would bet the 1 p.m. game on Sunday. If you win that bet, you take the winnings and you bet something at four o'clock. If you win that bet, you take it and bet it on the Sunday night game. And if you win that, you take and bet it on the Monday night game. That's a mechanical parlay. Um, and it, but it also allows you to pull up and say uncle at any time. Remember, this is just sports entertainment and, and, and not official betting advice. I'm just telling you what I'm doing uh, out here in the prop market. So the first one, if you see it on the screen, it's Kate Otten. This is my 1 p.m. window. I give you two official bets and two leans in the one clock window. Uh, Kate Otten, this is a guy that has been pretty involved in the offense over the last couple of months. Uh, the prop is Kate Otten over two and a half receptions, lay a buck 75. So you've got to lay in the neighborhood of 35 bucks to win 20. 20 is my average betting unit size. So I, I'm, I'm laying a little bit more, but I'm laying it because this is a great number. Now, if I could do a, an alternate 
spread. Maybe you could go to three and a half. And, and I say that because over his last seven games, Kate Otten has had four receptions or more in five of his last seven. Uh, this is a game where Atlanta's the favorite. So I don't think the Buccaneers are going to run away from the the Falcons. And the Falcons are much better against the wide receiver than they are the tight end. They're actually one of the better matchups for tight ends as it relates to receptions on the season. Low number. I am laying the juice, but I'm laying it for a reason. It's because it's it's much more likely to happen. So I'm going to go Kate Otten over two and a half receptions. My second prop, uh, I'm going to go back to the well. So like when, when guys do well for me, no pun intended, I tend to go back to them because there's there's some correlation that I've seen in their game. And I'm going DJ Moore over four and a half receptions. Several reasons. First of all, since Justin Fields came back last week, he has only had eyes for DJ Moore. I think he had 11 targets and 10 receptions in that game against Minnesota. And what I really love is that Detroit's bad against the wide receiver, but the weather in Chicago is going to be a little windy. Makes sense. It's the windy city. But if you go back and look at the average depth of target when the Bears played the Vikings, it was like less than five yards. I mean, Justin Fields was bubble screen, bubble screen, bubble screen, bubble screen, check down, bubble screen. I mean, it was pretty hard to watch, but great if you're chasing receptions. His receiving yardage prop, which we won on that prop two weeks ago, it went from high 50s to now 69 and a half. I don't know that that I, I love that, but I love this number. So I'm going to go DJ Moore over four and a half receptions. Those are my two official bets. Write them down. I'm not going to repeat them. Kate Otten over two and a half receptions. Going to lay the juice there. And then I'm going DJ Moore over four and a half receptions. Those are my two official 1 p.m. bets. Two leans in the 1 p.m. hour. I actually found, like, again, a whole bunch of props that I really liked. Uh, Jameer Gibbs over three and a half receptions. The Bears, since week five, they have been one of, if not the best, rushing defense in the NFL. Uh, you attribute part of it to getting healthy, part of it to trading for Montez Sweat. Just the overall defense has been better. And you can't really run on the Chicago Bears, at least not well. One of the other props I almost threw in this 1 o'clock window was David Montgomery under 15 and a half rushing attempts. I just don't know how... They can just keep, I mean, maybe, maybe they just keep running in there and trying to get three or four yards and and David Montgomery's had a pretty nice season, but I know the Bears are one of the five worst teams against running back receptions. The Lions have been using Jameer Gibbs more and more in the passing game. And I just mentioned the weather, a lot of check downs, a lot of dump offs, a lot of, uh, a lot of passes with little air yards. And then I'm going to go back for my other one o'clock lean. I'm going to go back to Bijan Robinson. Uh, that's the same game as Kate Otten. And I'm going to go Bijan over two and a half receptions. I was stunned last week. That was one of my three losses on either the leans or the likes that he didn't get 59 and a half rushing yards against the Jets. The Jets haven't been great against the rush, but Bijan has been super involved in, in the passing game. And this was a good matchup. The again, same thing. The, the the Buccaneers are really good against the rush. They're not great against 
the the running back receptions. So that's my lean. So those are my two leans. My two leans are DJ Moore and uh, Jameer Gibbs over there receiving prop. 4 p.m. We're going to go Josh Jacobs over two and a half receptions, uh, lay a buck 55. Um, this is one where if you didn't want to do the mechanical parlay because we're, we're laying some big juice with some of these props, maybe this is one of those cases where you want to go to underdog and you want to put them in a pick them so that way you can you know, you can parlay them together or you can parlay them on, you know, bet MGM grand. That's the one of the sponsors of the show, promo code Underworld. Um, but Josh Jacobs, I'm going over two and a half receptions. Uh, I'm going to lay a buck 55. Uh, it's a good spot. I think this game's a sneaky shootout. I think the Vikings ultimately win. Uh, I'm laying three points with them in my pick em contest. And when you're behind and you're losing a game, as I'm predicting, you pass a little bit more, so Jacobs has been more involved in the passing game. Give me Josh Jacobs over two and a half receptions. My 4 p.m. lean is Mr. Russell Wilson under 26 and a half rushing yards. I uh, got burnt a little bit last. That was some. That was the majority of my losses last week in my props and my leans was quarterback rushing totals. Uh, I'm going under. I'm going under with Russ. The Chargers are absolutely dog shit against the pass. They are really good against quarterback rushing yards. And I, I think Russell's been running more than he has the previous year or two. But I, but I do think Russell doesn't run as much. So my 4 p.m. official bet, Josh Jacobs over two and a half receptions. And my lean in the 4 o'clock window is Russell Wilson under 26 and a half rushing yards uh eight o'clock sunday night football a game that i'm really 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 looking forward to watching uh, i think this is going to be a fun game last sunday night's game was was very enjoyable a uh i think i have chiefs fatigue uh, i don't dislike patrick mahomes andy reed travis kelsey i'm not burnt out by the taylor swift thing it's all fine it's all fine, but just overall, just Chiefs fatigue, and I've always been a, a low-key Jordan Love apologist, so that was a good game. This game should be awesome as well. I expect a shootout, and uh, my 8 p.m. Sunday night official bet, Brandon Cooks, Brandon with an I, by the way, Brandon Cooks, over three and a half receptions. I like his involvement. They've been using him quite a bit. And this is going to be a shootout. And I didn't want to, if you can see on the screen, you can see on my ticket, um, CD Lamb's got to catch eight balls to go over his prop. I, I think that that's possible. That's definitely in the range of outcomes. Uh, I don't remember the gentleman's name. I think it was Coop Fiasco. I don't remember. I'm, I'm trying to attribute, but I'm not sure. Uh, he shared a, a stat with, um, I think it's Tyler Hendershot, one of the backup tight ends coming off IR and his impact on Jake Ferguson. I know I wanted to be on the receiving game. The Philadelphia secondary is just trash and not been good. I mean, not like trash, trash, as in like they're not good. They're a good team. They, they've lost two games all year. But from like a yardage standpoint, they're very much bend, don't break. They've given up the most passing yards. Um in in in, uh, in the league, I believe it's it's them in Washington, 
And I love it. I'm going to take Brandon Cooks. I didn't want to go with the obvious one because I also liked Dak's passing yardage prop. That's my lean. I just switched to that. Dak is over 301 and a half. I hate picking Cowboys. Uh, first of all, it's a standalone Sunday night game, and you pay a Cowboys tax. It's just like LeBron and the Lakers or the Yankees with Aaron Judge. You're going to pay a tax for those popular brands. But I think Dak gets the 301. He did have a passing touchdowns prop that was over two and a half. I almost went under that. I mean, he's been on fire, but this Philly secondary has been so bad that I just I, I, I couldn't do it. And then uh, let's go Monday night football. Uh, two games on Monday night, the weird, rare doubleheader. Uh, I think we'll see a lot of this the rest of the season. Uh, it's the after effects of the SAG after the, the actors and writers strike. There's no TV and, you know, you'll start seeing commercials and, and things for new TV shows, new series, all that normal stuff, but you're not going to see it until February because the writers are just now writing it. And the actors are just now able to go back to work to portray the the acting that they do. So I think we're going to see a lot of this uh, extra football on Monday nights. And I'm I've heard some people complain about it. Kind of like having two games on. I mean, I could get it to where maybe if you were a fan of one of the teams, I I don't know. I I just like I like more football because I'm not one of those guys who can watch four or five games at once. So my official bet for this uh, Monday night window of games is going to be Saquon Barkley over 15 and a half rushing attempts. Coming off the bye, he's healthy. Tommy Cutlets, Tommy DeVito, the starter. Um, if you haven't seen the, 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 the tweet and little video with Tommy DeVito and Saquon Barkley, it's pretty cool. Um, if you're an athlete or just love sports and love that interaction, it's pretty cool to see Saquon as like the veteran on the team go in there and really embrace this young guy. I, I don't know how long the, the feel-good story lasts, but Tommy Cutlets, your starting quarterback, how are they going to try to protect him? They're going to try to protect him by rushing the ball a, a ton with Saquon Barkley. And then uh, my Monday night lean, this is laying a shit pile of juice. I mean, you're laying all the juice, but my man Will Levis, another guy that I, that I low-key root for, somewhat of a fan, uh, over half a touchdown. If he throws one touchdown, you win the prop. So that's my lean, but you got to lay 250 to do it. I just don't know that they're ever going to turn this guy all the way loose, but kind of like Jordan Love, if they turn him loose. You're not going to the playoffs, Tennessee. So you might as well cook up some game plans and some offensive scripts that are going to allow this guy to really show you what his arm can do. So there you go. Uh, that is the the show for the week. I want to thank everybody who uh, participated in the in the chat, whether that's Harry Snowman, whether that's Anthony. Um, appreciate you guys coming by and, and hanging out. Uh, we'll be back next week. I don't know what I'm going to do the week of Christmas going into Christmas Eve. Uh, I'll be out of town on vacation. I don't know if I can do this from my phone. I don't know how I would upload it being uh, on, on vacation, but I, I will figure something out. If I got to tweet them out or I got to do the show when I get back, uh, I get back on the 30th. So maybe I do it super late on the 30th and that way you guys have it for the 31st. 
I'll get it out there to you. I appreciate the support. Um, having a pretty good props year, just cannot get my pickums going consistently. It's like you take one step forward, two steps back. But I like this week's slate. I like the fact that we're now getting 14, 15 games. Starting next week, we'll have 16 games. The wider the slate, the more often we have Saturday games next week. Uh, I'll be working at the Colts-Steelers game. It's getting ready to be a good time to be a football fan. It's the holidays. You have, you know, you have your, you know, your family or, or your friends or or whatever it is that that you have to celebrate. We're getting bonus football. We're getting Saturday. So think about it. Starting this week, not week fourteen that I just covered, but week fifteen, you're going to get Thursday night. You're going to get Saturday three games on Saturday. So you're going to get Friday. Excuse me, Thursday, the juice on Friday. Three games on Saturday, three games on, well, I guess three windows of games, the one, four, and eight o'clock window, Monday night. Literally, that's that's a thing of beauty. That's four days of football, and then we're going to repeat it that week going into Christmas. You can't beat it. The NFL takes uh, great care of us. Uh, they're, they're definitely a consumer-based product, and so are we here at Player Profiler. So please support our sponsors whether that's Underdog or Bet Openly or BetMGM, the promo code just about everywhere is Underworld. If you use Underworld, you're going to get something for showing up, and it lets them know that we sent you there to show up. So I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get this thing turned into a podcast. But go out and bet some winners. Have a great week, and I'll see you next week for Week 15. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show. With a little juice. No, we think that juice. When we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow. That's called a winning streak.